If you haven't already, be sure to follow Sleep Tight Science on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you have a moment, please consider leaving a review. Your review might help introduce others to our podcast. Thank you. You're listening to Sleep Tight Science. Did you know that there is a fish that can climb trees? What? It's true, and it's called the climbing perch. Wow! Now, you might want to know, how can a fish climb a tree? Hmm? This fish has a unique adaptation that allows it to breathe air. When the water level in its habitat gets too low, It can use its fins to wiggle its way up a tree trunk and find a new water source. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Sleep Tight Science, a bedtime show that answers your questions about science. In this episode, we are going to try something different. Instead of following a specific topic, We will spend all our time answering questions that listeners have sent us. There have been so many questions that we decided to create a special episode to answer them. If you like this kind of episode, let us know, and we will create more in addition to the regular episodes that we already produce. Now, let's start with a question submitted to us by Amiss, who asked us, why do bodies move, and why do they sense so much? Well, Amiss, it all comes down to the amazing complexity of our biology. First, movement in the body is accomplished through a complex relationship of different biological systems, including the muscular, skeletal, and nervous systems. The muscular system consists of different kinds of muscles, including skeletal, smooth, and cardiac muscles that work together to allow us to move our body parts. Skeletal muscles, which are attached to bones, allow us to move our limbs and perform activities like walking, running, and jumping. Smooth muscles found in the walls of organs like the stomach and intestines help with involuntary movements like digestion. And the cardiac muscle is responsible for the heart's contraction, which pumps blood to the rest of the body. The skeletal system made up of bones and joints provides support and structure for the body. Bones also help us to protect our vital organs and provide places for the muscles to attach, which allows for movement. 
The nervous system is also critical for movement. It includes the brain, spinal cord, and nerves, which carry messages between the brain and different parts of the body. The brain sends signals to the muscles, telling them when to contract or relax. In terms of sensation, our body has special parts called receptors that help us understand what's happening around us. For example, our eyes have receptors called photoreceptors that help us see things like colors and shapes. Our skin has receptors called mechanoreceptors that help us feel things like when we touch something soft or hard. Our nose and mouth also have receptors called chemoreceptors that help us taste and smell things like our favorite foods. Lastly, our ears have receptors that help us hear sounds like music, voices, and podcasts. Great question, Amis. Next, we have a question from Soren, who is five years old and lives in New York with his sister Judith and a dog named Bronson. Soren had all kinds of questions, but the one we chose to talk about is electricity. Electricity is a type of energy that powers many things in our world. Think about your home. You probably use electricity to turn on lights, charge your phone or tablet, and watch TV. Electricity is also used to power cars and other machines we use daily. Now, electricity is a little bit tricky to understand, but I will do my best to explain it in a way you can understand. Electricity is kind of like water flowing through a hose. Just like water flows through a hose, electricity flows through wires. And just like you need a faucet to turn on the water, you need something called a switch to turn on the electricity. But where does the electricity come from? Well, most of the electricity we use is made in power plants. These power plants burn things like coal or natural gas to create energy. Or they might use solar and wind. Then that energy is turned into electricity. Now, there's something else you should know about electricity. It can be dangerous if we are not careful. That's why we must always be careful around power outlets and wires. Tell a grown-up immediately if you ever see a wire that's down on the ground or looks like it might be broken. So that's a quick overview of electricity. Thank you, Soren.
Did you know that the second fastest land animal in the world is the greyhound, which can reach speeds of up to 45 miles per hour, or 72 kilometers per hour, when sprinting? That's pretty fast. But our next question from Willa Desjardins is about the fastest land animal in the world, the cheetah. Willa asks, why do cheetahs have lines on their faces? Cheetahs have black lines on their faces to help them reduce the glare from the sun and see better while they hunt. These black lines are a type of tear stain that runs from the inner corner of their eyes to their mouth. These tear stains serve a very important function for cheetahs, especially when hunting during the day. The black lines absorb the sun's glare, reducing the reflection of light off their faces, making it easier for them to see and track their prey. In addition, the tear stains also help to protect their eyes by lubricating or wetting them with tears and preventing dust and dirt from getting in. You may already know that cheetahs are the fastest land animals in the world, capable of reaching speeds of up to 70 miles per hour or 112 kilometers per hour. But did you know that cheetahs have a unique respiratory system that allows them to take in more oxygen with each breath? This, combined with their slender build and long legs, helps them to run faster than any other land animal. Cheetahs are social animals that live in small groups called coalitions. These coalitions usually consist of brothers from the same litter who stay together throughout their lives. Unlike other big cats, cheetahs do not roar. Instead, they communicate with a variety of other sounds, including chirping, growling, and purring. We don't suggest you pet one, though. Thank you, Willa. Our next question comes from Elizabeth in Cape Town, and it's all about the fly. Since we just talked about the speed of a cheetah, do you know how fast a fly can fly? The average speed of a house fly is about five miles per hour, or eight kilometers per hour. However, Flies can fly faster for short periods, with some species reaching speeds of up to 15 miles per hour, or 24 kilometers per hour. That's pretty fast. Elizabeth asked us, I would like to know if flies have bones in their legs. Well, the answer is no. Flies do not have bones in their legs. In fact, 
flies do not have bones at all. Instead, their bodies are supported by an exoskeleton, which is a hard, protective outer covering made of a substance called chitin, like the outer shell of shrimps or a lobster. A fly's exoskeleton is made up of several segments or pieces connected by flexible joints that allow the fly to move its legs and wings. The legs of a fly are made up of several segments, including the femur, tibia, and tarsus. These pieces are covered in tiny hairs and spines that help the fly to cling onto surfaces and move around. Thank you, Elizabeth. Our next question comes from Amelia, who is five years old and lives in Nottingham in the UK. Amelia had lots of questions, but since we just talked about flies, this question might be fun to answer. She wants to know, why do spiders have eight legs? Spiders are cool creatures that belong to a group of animals called arachnids. And just like arachnids, spiders have eight legs because they evolved that way to be able to do certain things that help them survive in their environment. You see, spiders use their legs for a number of reasons. They use them to move around, catch prey, climb walls, and even communicate with other spiders. And having eight legs gives them an advantage in doing all these things. What would you do if you had eight legs? Why did spiders evolve to have eight legs in the first place? Scientists believe that it goes back to their ancestors. Millions of years ago, the first arachnids had bodies that were divided into two parts, the head and the thorax. They had four pairs of legs, which means they had eight legs in total, just like spiders today. Over time, these creatures evolved to become more specialized for their environment, and the eight-legged body plan proved to be important. So the eight-legged body plan has been passed down from generation to generation. Spiders today still have eight legs because it helps them survive and thrive in their environment. Where we used to live, we used to have these giant spiders who would chase us around the house. They were a bit scary at first, but eventually we got used to them and appreciated that they kept other bugs away. Thank you for your question, Amelia. Our next question comes from Emily, who is four and a half and lives in Torin, Poland. She asked, why were dinosaurs so big? From what I understand, dinosaurs evolved to be large for a number of reasons. 
One of the main factors was likely the availability of food. During the Mesozoic era, when dinosaurs lived, there was a large amount of vegetation and many large herbivorous dinosaurs that needed to eat a lot of plant material to sustain their massive bodies. In order to avoid competition for resources, some dinosaurs evolved to be even larger so that they could feed on different types of plants or reach higher leaves that other herbivores could not. That's like how giraffes have long necks to allow them to reach food that others can't. Also, and this is pretty cool, dinosaurs had a unique respiratory system that allowed them to extract more oxygen from the air than mammals. This may have allowed them to grow larger than any land animal that has ever lived. Emily asked one other question about coffee. Since coffee is one of our favorite things, we couldn't resist finding the answer. She asked, why are coffee beans beans and not nuts? Although they may be commonly referred to as beans, coffee beans are actually the seeds of a coffee plant. They are called beans because of their appearance, but they are not actually part of the bean family. Nuts, on the other hand, are a type of fruit with a hard shell and a seed inside. They typically come from trees or bushes, while coffee beans are harvested from shrubs in the cafe genus. Did you know that most of the world's coffee is grown in a region called the Coffee Belt? This region spans several countries in Central and South America, Africa, and Asia, including Brazil, Colombia, Ethiopia, Vietnam, and Indonesia. Brazil is currently the world's largest producer of coffee, followed by Vietnam and Colombia. Thank you for your questions, Emily. Our next question comes from Riley Nava, who asked, I'd like to know how sunscreen works. Sunscreen works by blocking or absorbing the sun's harmful rays so they don't damage your skin. The sun gives off two types of harmful rays, UVA and UVB. When you put on sunscreen, it creates a barrier between your skin and the sun, kind of like wearing a shield. The sunscreen contains special ingredients called filters that help to block the harmful UVA and UVB rays from penetrating your skin. The filters in sunscreen come in different types. Still, some of the most common ones are zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. These ingredients work like tiny mirrors that bounce the sun's rays off your skin. When you put sunscreen on, it's important to apply it all over your body, especially on your face, nose, ears, 
and other areas that might be exposed to the sun. This helps to protect your skin from getting burnt, which can be very painful and sometimes dangerous. Thank you, Riley. Our next question is from Lincoln, who is eight, Scarlett, who is six, and Levi, who is four. They are all from Powell River in Canada. They would like to know why some clouds turn green during storms. While it is rare, some clouds may appear green during thunderstorms. This happens when the light from the sun passes through the storm cloud, which contains a lot of water droplets, hail, and other debris or dirt. When the sun's light hits the cloud, it can create a greenish hue because of how the light is refracted or bent. The green color in the cloud can also be caused by strong winds that lift dust and debris into the air mixing it with the cloud. The green color may be more noticeable in certain types of storms, such as severe thunderstorms or tornadoes, which can have strong winds and cause a lot of debris or dirt to be lifted into the air. It's important to note that while green clouds can be interesting, they can also be a sign of dangerous weather like a tornado or hailstorm. So it's important to take shelter and stay safe during severe weather and not just focus on the color of the clouds. Now the last but certainly not least question comes from Soren, who is six years old. Soren wants to know how light bulbs are made. There are a couple different light bulbs that we would commonly buy, incandescent and LED. Incandescent bulbs work by passing an electric current through a filament, which is a single flexible thread light object, which heats up and produces light as a result. On the other hand, LED bulbs produce light through illuminescence, which involves the movement of electrons through a semiconductor material. Incandescent light bulbs are made in factories where workers use special machines and tools to create them. The first step in making a light bulb is to create a glass bulb. This is done by heating up a special type of glass until it becomes hot and gooey. Then the glass is blown into a round shape, kind of like blowing up a balloon. Next, a metal wire is placed inside the glass bulb. This wire is called a filament. The filament is made of a special type of metal, usually tungsten, which can handle being heated up very hot without melting. Once the filament is in place, the glass bulb is sealed up so that no air can get inside. This is important because the filament must be in a vacuum to work properly. Finally, the light bulb is attached to a base 
which is the part that screws into a lamp or light fixture. And voila, a light bulb is born. So that's how incandescent light bulbs are made. Thank you for your question, Soren. In this episode, we learned about the amazing complexity of our bodies and why they move so much and can sense so much. This is dependent upon the systems in our body working together to allow us to do these things. We talked about electricity and learned how light bulbs are made. We learned why cheetahs have lines on their faces and why dinosaurs might have been so big. We looked at why spiders have eight legs and if flies even have bones in their legs. While looking at flies, we talked about exoskeletons and how they help the fly. We also touched on coffee, our favorite topic, and whether coffee beans are actually beans. We finished this episode by looking at sunscreen and how it helps to protect us from the sun. This episode was made with questions from Soren, his sister Judith, and their dog Bronson. Amis, Willa, Elizabeth, Amelia, Emily, Riley, Lincoln, Scarlett, Levi, and Soren. I'd like to say thank you to Enzo, James, Maya, and Harrison Davis. We hope to use your ideas in future episodes. We would love it if you left us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review might help others decide to listen to our show too. If you'd like to send us your questions, please send them to hello at sleeptightscience.com. Thank you and sleep tight. Sleep tight.